Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher again with you this morning with my wing woman, Gloria Edson. And she's right here, right across the table from me in our studio at Daytona Beach, Florida. Always start out with a uh, weather report. Well, if you've been listening in for the last 14 years, you've been you've been hearing me say that the weather in Florida is absolutely beautiful till today. It is not. It is not. We survived Hurricane Ian about a month ago. And, of course, the people over in southwest Florida, all of our friends over there were slammed, and it was just still trying to recover from that. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, here comes Nicole shuffling along the way and man went right over the top of us last night a little bit a little bit south of us so today we went out and we we did a little uh, survey of what was going on Gloria what what did you see out there a lot of destruction on the beach side uh, tons of erosion and uh, uh, very sad to see a lot of the condos that have been damaged by the erosion that may not be livable so uh, we'll see here in a few days what happens to that uh, decision on on whether or not they can repair them. Well, it's really crazy. So if you're living, listening in on Saturday or perhaps even at a later podcast, we're, we're in about the middle part of November, and the last thing we expected was another hurricane. But lo and behold, here it came, and uh, could not believe it as we as we took a ro- ride down toward Ponce Inlet, the, the amount of erosion, as, as Gloria alluded to, from the beach and how it's impacted not only the condominiums but the houses. Some of the houses have actually uh, were, were were lost. You know, we we don't know the extent of the damage yet because it's still going on. But just an just an incredible uh, incredible disaster all the way around. Now now it's going across the state of Florida, and by the time you listen to this broadcast, it will probably be uh, maybe a little bit east of the Panhandle, ending up in South Carolina and out up the coast. But it's just just amazing these natural. Uh, uh, instances of, of weather that we're having, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. And a little history here back in 1951 was the very first uh, hurricane recorded in history to hit this area in November. So uh, we're this is the fourth one that is hit in November, which is very unusual to see such a, a, a hurricane this time of year. It's really crazy. It tells us a little bit about how the weather pattern is changing and how these storms come out of virtually nowhere. And We first identify them as just a little blip off the coast of Africa, and then as it starts to grow, uh, you know, more and more uh, people get a little bit energized. And I guess part of the reason that, that we we like to be able to tell people about these oncoming, upcoming events is to be prepared, you know, being prepared, it means everything, whether it's just stocking the uh, the uh, the fridge or the pantry with goods or making sure you have water supplies or, you know, have a evacuation plan. Uh, all these things make uh, make all the difference in the world because we're on a, they call it a peninsula, but it's really kind of an island, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're really barrier islands, uh, which uh, run all the way up the coastline, east coast, uh, and uh, here they just tend to call them a peninsula, but it's really a barrier island. So down here, when the when the winds reach about thirty nine miles an hour sustained, they close the bridges. So if you're out on this little island, like we we tend to be, our office or showroom and all that is is actually on the mainland, but our houses, uh, actually, just about everyone. Uh, family-wise that works for solar fit is over on the beach side so you really have to be a little bit careful like so you cross over the bridge one time he says i think i'm heading home oh no you're not the bridge is closed that's pretty interesting isn't it yeah yes you have to be kind of conscientious of that if you want to get home 
So right now at this broadcast, we're watching the weather to see if we're going to get back across the bridge. <laughs> Pretty comfortable. Well, I'll, well, before we go any further, I want to give a shout-out to our friends and our sponsors, uh, uh, loyal sponsors, Daytona Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, for all they do to help us and uh, to Daniel Dye and everyone for the Race to Stop Suicide. Uh, very exciting this next year that Daniel will be driving for the uh, GMS Petty uh, organization in the truck series, Craftman Truck Series. Uh, really, really excited about seeing that. We had a an announcement, gosh, it was about two weeks ago now, but you've probably seen it uh, either on our website or our Facebook or somewhere out there, but this is happening, and it's really, really exciting. It certainly is. I love to see him uh, uh, graduate up to the bigger models and, and challenging him and and allowing us to enjoy that growth. Well, there's so many talented drivers in, in all of NASCAR, but in the truck series, as they make their way up, uh, hopefully, to the Xfinity, Xfinity Series and then on up into the Cup Series, which is the, the very top level of motor racing, stock car racing, as we know it here in America. Very, very exciting to see this happening to, to a local driver. And I was mentioning to someone the other day that, gosh, it's been so long since, since we've had a local talent uh, of that ability, uh, you think back to Fireball Roberts and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Ricky Ponch, Ricky Ponch, some of those guys like that, and now we got Daniel Dye. So, <clears throat> great, great things coming on the horizon. So, what we want to talk about a little bit today is really along the preparedness lines because I think the timing is right on it. How do we prepare for a hurricane? Well. What most people do, and what we're encouraging people not to do, is they wait until the very last minute. And by doing this, we're really putting ourselves in in a lot of jeopardy, right? Because as the storm comes closer and closer, what do we think we're going to do? Well, we're just going to run out, out to the box store, and we're going to get some plywood. So... Gloria, run out to the box store. What happened to the plywood? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Where did it go? Everybody purchased it so that they could uh, make sure that they were their house was hurricane-proof. Okay, so then, well, long as we're out here, since we can't get plywood, let's get a generator. <laughs> well, they're gone, too. Oh, they're gone, too. Okay, well, gosh, no, okay, we can't get plywood, can't get a generator. Let's see, what can we get? Uh, let's go to the grocery store. Let's buy some bottled water. Oh, that's gone. The, the shelves are empty. There's no bottle of water. Okay. So uh, any, how about food? Same thing. Go, let's, can't get the groceries stuff like this. So what do we do now? Well, I guess we've got a choice. We can go and hope that the, the electricity doesn't go out. Yes, Sometimes that's true. We works. can do that. Sometimes it doesn't <laughs> work. Yeah, during Ian, we were out of electricity and Internet and everything for days, right? It was about five days, yeah. four to five days, I'd say. Most of the people were out for five days. Of course, of course you weren't. No. Okay, talk about why you weren't. Well, uh, I I was definitely prepared. Um, I always am prepared ahead of time, knowing that these things are coming across the ocean, and I'll run and make sure there's plenty of food in the pantry and in the freezer. And then when the power goes out, voila! my power stays on because it shifts over to a solar battery storage. So uh, I am prepared. I don't have to worry about it. It's automatic. I don't have to listen to a generator humming all night in my ear or having to pull out all the stops and whistles just to make sure that I can get it started, if that's the case. 
Um, and then trying to find fuel is always challenging during this time because everybody's been asked to uh, make sure your cars are fueled up and that you have food and medicines and various other things because if uh, the power should go out or the bridges should be closed, then you're prepared enough to hunker down for a few days. Okay. So if I was brand new to this uh, podcast or or broadcast and I heard that, I would be just a little bit confused because I hear you talking about some crazy magic method of having all this without having a generator. So did I miss something? How, did, how are you making this happen? <laughs> well, it's magic, all right. You put some solar panels on the roof. Oh, solar. I got you. Okay. <laughs> and then with that, uh, you put in a battery storage, and the solar panels provide the power for that battery storage. It fills them up every single day and tops them off. And if there is a power outage, uh, you have the capability of, of monitoring that and making sure that it doesn't discharge. A lot of the products, uh, such as uh, Tesla, will have what's called Weather Watch, and in that case, it will automatically fill the battery up to where it's topped off. If there is a power outage, it's ready to go, and you don't have to worry about a thing. It's all seamless. Okay, I like that word seamless. I had a pair of pants like that one time. I just right now I can't get them on anymore. But they, <laughs> it was back when John Travolta was doing his dancing. Well, never mind. Anyway, so it sounds like this. These are two separate things. They're solar panels, solar panel modules, whatever like that. Then there's like a storage system. They're two different things, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. But can I have one without the other? Yes, you can. You can have the solar electric without the battery. Um, and in that case, you uh, if you do put in solar electric without the battery, it will, uh, with your bidirectional meter, will feed energy back to the grid if, in fact, you overproduce. Uh, there it's stored. If there is a power outage and you do not have any type of way to convert that to AC for your home, then you're pretty much out of luck. You need to have some type of a battery storage in order to move that energy from the top of your roof into the home. Okay, hold on just a minute. You got me confused again here now. Bidirectional meter. What in the world is that? <laughs> well, the utilities put that on. On the house, they change out your smart meter to a smart bidirectional meter. And what that does is it identifies the energy that you are purchasing from them, and it also identifies the energy that you are selling to them. So it keeps track of what's coming and going from your home. Okay. Let me ask you this crazy question. So I, I'm used to buying energy from the utility company. Are you telling me that I can sell that energy back to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? You're selling it back to them, and they're... Uh, dollar per dollar, so you're looking at energy that uh, right now in our area it's about 13 cents a kilowatt. In certain areas, it's uh, closer to 14 to 15 cents a kilowatt. So you're actually sending that energy back uh, for the same amount that you're buying it. So it's a uh, it's actually retail rates they charge us, and we buy from them and sell to them at retail rates throughout the year. Okay, so let me ask you more. I, I like I'm like Colombo. I keep asking these questions, right? Okay, so I understand that I'm making energy with the sun during the day, and sometimes I'm producing more than I'm using, and I'm sending it back to the grid. But what happens at night? 
Well, you've uh, your storage that has gone back to the grid is almost like a battery. Only you're you've sent it to the utilities, and it it's kind of like the rollover minutes with your. Uh, the phones that we used to have, uh, the cell phones, they hold on to that. They show show you on your electric bill what you've sent to them. So at night, if you need energy, you're actually getting it back from them, of which you're not having to pay for it because you've sent it to them at the same rate that they've sent it to you. So it's not costing you any additional money to to acquire that energy back at night. So you're kind of kind of trading credits, right? You're 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 buying that from them. You're selling back for them. And in in a perfect world, all you'd have is just whatever the connection fee is, right? That's correct. Wow, that sounds really fair. So how does that benefit the consumer? That's pretty easy to understand. The electric bill drops from say two hundred fifty dollars down to twenty five dollars or something like that. That's good, right? Because that extra money twenty let's see two hundred fifty a year. That's three thousand. That's three thousand extra dollars a year. That's pretty good. How does it benefit the utility company? Well, benefits the utility company because they don't have to spend the additional money to build additional plants to power our neighbors because we're producing it for free on our roof. Correct. That is crazy smart. Where where did you come up with that idea? Oh my goodness! Twenty-eight years, I think I finally figured it out. Years for sure. You know, for a really funny thing, I I had a fellow come in the other day, and really, really nice young fellow, and he wants to get involved in the business. And of course, you know, I'm all about just asking questions because I'm just an inquisitive guy. And I said, "Let me. What do you know about solar?" He goes, "Oh, not very much." I said, "Where do you think solar came from?" And he says, uh, uh, "I think uh, uh, did Elon Musk." Uh, uh, Invent it. And I go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, Elon Musk is a brilliant guy. Don't get me wrong and stuff. But God invented solar, right, when he made the sun. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, really, you have to kind of think about this. So so you've got all these different types of energy. You've got, um, well, let's talk about a generator because that's a lot of people have generators. And there's really, there's a really a good spot for generators, right? They can, they can uh, outperform just about any kind of weather anomaly. Right, uh, as long as you have fuel. Now, the only downside to that is when you have a weather anomaly, and the the electric grid is shut down, and the fuel stations are not able to supply fuel, and the trucks can't get there. That's a little bit of a impediment. So the fuel supply is like as long as it's available, right? Well, yes, and uh, as long as uh, you're in an area that's uh, convenient for them to get to you, where there's no power power lines down, trees down. Or uh, bridges closed, they could get to you to make sure you had uh, additional fuel. Otherwise, you're locked into that uh, minimum amount of fuel, and when it's gone, it's gone. Okay, so we got a, a generator, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. A generator is almost like a it's an internal combustion engine, right, that actually is uh, powered by either... Uh, could be natural gas, could be propane, different ways to power it. In this area where we live, which is a greater Daytona Beach area, there are limited pockets of natural gas, and if you don't have access to natural gas, then you use propane, and propane requires a tank, right? And the tank can be of whatever size you want. Uh, Say it was a 50-gallon tank, something like that. So where do you put the tank? Well, you could bury it. Uh, the problem with Florida is if you dig down too 
two feet you're in the water that <laughs> we're in a, we're like in, yeah it's not so you have above ground tank for storage and stuff like that if you don't have natural gas okay i get it so basically we have a tank above the ground hooked to a generator and that generator in order to function properly when we need it needs to be exercised right Gloria, I know you love that word exercise, right? Tell <laughs> everybody how much you love that. I love that I, word. I don't love that word. <laughs> I but love that word. You know, a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. It's, it's <laughs> the funniest thing thing in the world. You talk about exercise, some people get a big grin on their face, and the other people go, what? Exercise? <laughs> Why should I run? Why would I ever have to run? There's no reason to run. You know, but uh, but it is. You know what? We're almost, we're almost out of this time. I want to come back and talk a little bit more about generators. Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher back with my partner. Gloria Edson. Sidekick, Gloria Edson for the last 28 <laughs> years. Uh, we've been doing this podcast now for, gosh, oh, 14 years or something like that. A little over 500 broadcasts. So it is so much fun for us. We meet so many smart people, and Gloria is one of the smartest that I know. <laughs> so hopefully you, you were able to catch the first part. Of it. If not, you can catch our podcast. But you can always pick this up on our Facebook. You'll see it on there, too. But uh, we were talking about generators, and there really is value and when i think of generators i think of places like hospitals and you know rest homes and people uh retirement homes places where when the grid goes down you absolutely absolutely have to have power to run things when i think of homes not so much i i think that there's there's a place for a generator in a home if you can't use uh solar and why could you not use solar well maybe maybe your roof is not adequate maybe it's not in the right direction. Maybe it's shaded. There are reasons why solar is not uh, a good fit, which we help people determine. Okay, but if you can use solar power with storage, man, it's it's pretty much ideal because you don't have to import the fuel. You don't have to worry about the price of fuel going up. The sun comes up every morning, just about, right, Gloria? Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Today was an exception. <laughs> it came up. It was a little cloudy, but it came up. up. And you know what, what's interesting about solar power or photovoltaic is it's different than solar thermal solar thermal works on heat energy solar electric works on light energy so even you know even when you have overcast skies you're still getting some radiation to power the power the cells right correct well if you've got the power to power the cells and you have the ability to store that energy to be able to use at night, man, that's that's ideal because the sun comes up, you power your home, you charge your batteries, the sun goes down, you use the batteries to power your house at night, the sun comes up the next day, you recharge the batteries. I mean, it's, it's basically an, an eternal machine to produce power for your home. Yeah, and I, I think that it's absolutely wonderful when you're looking at the difference between a generator, which is a, it is a, it works very well, and in a lot of cases, it's really necessary, but it doesn't work for you every single day, whereas the 
battery storage, you're charging that battery every single day. So you're using it on a regular basis versus a generator when in a situation like we've had uh, today, uh, it's, uh, it's very important to have it under certain conditions. Now, I have my battery storage, and I don't have to worry about a generator because every day I, I'm using it. And even in a power outage, it's, it's magnificent. It automatically switches over. I don't have to listen to anything. It powers the items in my home that are necessities, uh, such as my fridge, my um, fans, my uh, various things in the home, my cell phone, my computer if I need that. But things that are necessities that I'm that are important to me are being taken care of on a regular basis, even when there's a power outage. You know, you made a very important point there. I want to just expound on, if you don't mind. The generator is there basically in case of a weather anomaly, right? So you invest in a generator, and a whole house generator could cost, I don't know, I'm get, by the time you fill the tank, maybe sixteen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000 by the time you fill the tank once. But unless you actually have a weather anomaly, it's kind of a, a sunken cost, right? You've paid that money, and the only way you're ever going to get any value out of it is something happens where you have to use it. But in the meantime, you have to maintain it. So once a year, you have these folks come over, and they, it's an internal combustion engine. These have the oil change and all this different stuff, so you're paying that. The difference with solar and storage is even if you never had another anomaly, the solar is still paying for the solar system and the storage. And the way it does that is, as Gloria was explaining, it was through, uh, is through uh, net metering where the utility company is compensating you for that. In addition to that, right now, the federal government has a 30% solar tax credit. So let me explain that a little bit. So there's such a thing as a tax deduction and a tax credit. So a deduction is one thing that you can take off your tax credit. A tax credit is actually a complete allowance for whatever tax you owed. So the way I like to explain it is it's a, it's a credit toward future taxes owed. So let's hypothetically, let's suppose that uh, you put in solar and say you had a $10,000 tax credit and say the next year you owed $5,000. Well, you would not have to pay the 5000 The next year you owed 5000 Well, you don't have to pay that 5000 So there's $10,000 in your pocket that you didn't have to pay. And that's because our government, federal government, is trying to encourage people to use renewable energy to kind of help from an environmental standpoint, but also we're in Florida, and you know the incredible thing about being in Florida is we have over 850 people a day coming into our state. Think about the 850 people a day coming into our state for a variety of reasons. Well, a couple I can think of is the weather is absolutely beautiful, and we know we do not have a state uh, taxes. Okay, so there's a really a lot of benefits that come to Florida. Well, with all those people coming in, you have to have an abundance of energy. So that energy could be produced by coal, could be produced by natural gas, could be produced by nuclear, could be produced by solar, all these different things. So in my way of thinking, it's always been uh, all energy, meaning that we can use all these things. The energy should work in conjunction because we're going to need all that, in addition to the amount of brand new uh, 
EV chargers being installed throughout Florida and the nation. We need electricity. So by installing solar in your home, you've become kind of a, kind of your own entrepreneur, okay? So Gloria is Gloria's energy company on her roof. Her roof is paying her every every day, right? So yep. right now, your energy company is paying you. How's that right. looking? It, it looks mighty fine to me. <laughs> so you don't owe anything on your system. It's all paid for. Right. So anything that that system is creating goes bottom line into your pocket. Now, what do you do with that money? Don't tell us everything, but tell us what you do with it. Why well, is that important? Well, it's important because I'm not getting any younger, and uh, uh, instead of uh, throwing that money away as a liability to the utilities, I've I've turned around and taken that extra money and invested it in various um, uh, various things that are going to increase the value of that rather than decrease it. So no matter what you do with the utilities, they're in control, and they have the demand such a huge demand right now that our rates are not are not going down anytime soon i can't see that happening in years to come but in this situation every time they raise their rates i'm putting more money back in my pocket of which i can invest in things that are going to benefit me in the future okay well you made a made a point about where none of us are getting any younger so what happens as we become older so if i invest in this when i'm 35 good for me if i am invest in this when i'm 65 better for me right because when when the utilities raise their rates which has to occur folks when you think about it we we've we've got these huge storms that are coming in and as these storms are coming in our utilities are doing a terrific job of handling this right they're out there they're cleaning up the debris they're cleaning up the lines and but all that requires money and that money comes uh from the public service commission allowing them to recapture whatever money they spent along with their their uh profit okay but they're allowed to recapture that well as all these things continue to happen it costs the utility more and more money to provide that energy right so the only way they can recover is through cost recovery so that means all of our electric bills going up so how how does that work? If my electric bill went up and I didn't have solar, and my electric bill today was two fifty, and three years from now it's three fifty, where's that money going to come from? Am I going to go back to my boss and ask him for a raise? I might be retired. Well, maybe what I'll do is maybe I'll reduce the amount of food intake. Maybe I'll reduce the amount of energy. You see what's happening here? We're in this situation where we have to make a choice between you know, potentially our health, our, our medicine or something like that, or paying our utility bill. We have to pay the utility bill. So the smart people now are taking actions, preemptive actions, to, to not have themselves in that situation. And, Gloria, that's exactly what you've done. You've told me that many times, I have. and that's why you've done it. <laughs> and I'm happy I have because these storms are getting stronger, and it seems like they're uh, they're coming on shore uh more frequently and uh, I just am happy to be prepared for those storms and not have to worry about what's going to happen next. Yeah, Yeah, so let's look at this now. So I know if you didn't have solar in your home right now and battery backup or solar thermal and all that stuff, your electric bill could be $350, okay? When you go to sell your home and I'm looking for homes and you live in a beautiful part of the country and uh, 
on the North Peninsula of Ormond Beach, right by the water, right? Okay, if I'm, I'm looking for a beautiful home up and down these streets, and I see your home, and I see one next door, which home do you think I would buy? Would I buy the home that had an electric bill of $350, or would I buy one that had an electric bill of I'd go for the $25. If there wasn't any difference in the, in the homes, it doesn't make a lot of sense to add, add more debt to your, uh, your limited budget, unless you're planning to get more jobs, right? Well, exactly. (laughs) So really by me buying your home, I'm the benefactor of your wisdom by you installing that system. Right, and having it ready for, right. you know, when I, okay. So the next question is, is your house for sale? No. Well, I want your house. No, no I mean, well, it is not The funny for part sale. here is everyone that works here, they all, they all have a $25 bill, so they're all pretty smart folks, you know. But, but yeah, really, it's just, it's just a matter of if, what we're finding is it, for, for people to invest in solar, first you have to be a little inquisitive, okay? You've heard about solar, and now you see it everywhere like that. The question is, should you really take the steps necessary to find out if it's right for you? Because it may not be. But you know what? If you don't take that first step, you're never going to know. If you don't, pick up the phone and call. And here's what I suggest. Our office number is 386-441-2299. If you call that number and you request, request your free energy analysis, Gloria will probably come out to your home. And she, she's relatively, uh, uh, she's, she's a fun gal, but she will not annoy you, but she will give you enough information to where you can make an edu- educated decision. If it's not right for you, no worries. But if it is, and it costs less than you're spending now, I would highly recommend spending 15 or 20 minutes from you. You'll end up with a lifetime friend, even if you don't have solar. You'll learn a ton, and you can share that with other family members that can enhance uh, enhance their life. So, Gloria, I can't believe we're almost out of this segment. Uh, the weather outside is starting to clear up. The wind has died down. What do you think? Is this going to be a good week? It certainly will. We've uh, been through the worst of it, and uh, um, I, I'm, I'm sad to see what happened along the beach line, which is really uh, unbelievable. I've never seen anything quite like that ever in my entire life. But uh, we're safe. The rest of us are safe, and we're happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, there's one thing about America and being an uh, an American is we are very resilient people, and we love our country, and we're gonna we're gonna prosper and survive this and do very well, folks. And we hope you enjoyed this broadcast. So please give us a call if we can help. And thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Solar Fit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by Solar Fit.